Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hello and welcome to a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling great today. Really, really good. I mean, uh, by the time I signed off, shut off the uh, studio last night, it was midnight after getting in the studio yesterday at 6 a.m., and I loved every minute of it because amazing things are happening, and you are seeing them. You are in your life experiencing them. Think about all the things that you have seen in your life. You saw, maybe some of you saw the lunar landing. I don't remember it. Maybe some of you, all of us, most of us saw the uh, the iPhone, you know, uh, come around. We saw pictures of Pluto and all of this. And you know what we're seeing now? We are seeing a, a new American revolution that we haven't seen, I don't think, ever. Uh, 1969 was a pretty big deal. It ushered in uh, Richard Nixon's presidency. Uh, this is going to make that look like child's play because the American people are plugged in, tuned in, plugged in, and turned on, baby. <laughs> I used to make fun of the 60s all the time, and most of the time I do. The left in the 60s were, you know, complete morons, and they went off uh, after they finished their temper tantrum. Then they went into academia and started uh, indoctrinating people. But uh, but we are witnessing a revolution, and the great thing about it is it's the same it's the same reaction that uh, that we've seen in the past. I want to mention something quick because the first year that I was in broadcasting professionally was in 1989. And I witnessed two things happen. And, and at that time, I'm a 23-year-old kid right out of college. I am uh, uh, not very well read as far as politics. I really hadn't delved into politics. I started writing for Rich Limbaugh uh, right then, about that same year as well. <clears throat> and so I was doing a music morning show, and I was doing wacky bits and all that crap. And I remember seeing two things happen on television, and I saw their, <clears throat> their genesis and their uh, uh, culmination and their, uh, what happened afterwards. One of them was the fall of the Berlin Wall. And I remember there was a great deal of hope that finally the Soviet Union would fall in a peaceful fashion. And it was epic. And, and I remember I even went to saw, I went and saw Mikhail Gorbachev speak uh, about a year later at a, a small school where, um, where the, uh, the Iron Curtain speech was delivered by Winston Churchill. I saw him speak. It was a terrible speech. Dear God in heaven. Horrible, horrible, horrible. But everybody thought he was the deal. Uh, actually, he wasn't. He, he introduced a thing called Glasnost, which was openness. Uh, the real heavy lifting was done by Margaret Thatcher, Pope John Paul, Lech and Ronald Reagan. Uh, that said... We saw the Soviet Union fall without firing a shot. On the other end of the spectrum, we hoped the same thing would happen with the people who gathered in Tiananmen Square. And we thought that this would be a worldwide movement. We knew that the Soviet Union at the time was a paper tiger. Uh, it, it was like the Roman Empire. It was overextended. It had no money. But China wasn't that way. And China turned off the lights and rolled into Tiananmen Square and murdered thousands of people. 
They shot them dead. They ran over their bodies with tanks, crushed their bones, and washed them into the storm drains. That's what happened. And we never changed our position on China. We still were buddies with China. George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, uh, you know, everybody, same old thing, right? And right now, our government is leaning into the Tiananmen Square reaction. They are. The federal government is imprisoning people. The federal government is shutting down freedom of speech. The 70 plus agencies of the federal government shut down our ability to disagree with the government for three years. The federal government, uh, many people in the FBI and other agencies uh, got involved in the January the 6th uh, event at the the, the Capitol. There were a million people in Washington, D.C. because they had questions about the election. And uh, a bunch of people went up to the Capitol before Donald Trump ended up speaking. They broke into what supposedly was the most secure building in the world by using a a little rock hammer to tap out a a pane of glass and reach in and grab. I saw the, the footage of that. We had doors opened up for them, and and then people went inside the Capitol, and no damage was done. And we were told that was the worst thing since 9-11. We've been lied. We've been used. We've been abused. We have seen abuses and usurpations, as were mentioned in the Declaration of Independence. Uh, We have seen uh, uh, abuses and usurpations that make those of the Founding Fathers pale by comparison. And the federal government, that is corrupt, more corrupt than we ever imagined. In in fact, I would venture to say more corrupt than the former Soviet Union because we have trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars that are being spent to pay off people in power uh, and their supporters. We are spending trillions of dollars on a war or billions of dollars on a war we haven't declared. And, and we see the President of the United States and the federal government being tone deaf with regard to East Palestine, Ohio, and now Maui, where a thousand people could be dead, most of them children. And Joe Biden throws them some crumbs, $700 check per house, household, and then they have the audacity to put up a thousand FEMA agents in five-star hotels 45 minutes from Maui. Do you think this is going to end well? Do you think this is going to work? Tiananmen Square worked for the Chinese government. And the reason being is sheer brute force against an unarmed populace. The, uh, the former Soviet Union didn't have the First Amendment. They didn't have the Second Amendment. But at least uh, Gorbachev recognized that uh, his time was nigh and there was nothing he could do to stop the knowledge that people had received about how poor life was living in the Soviet Union and how much better it would be with freedom. And they also realized that any country where they have to have a giant wall with German shepherds and uh, guard towers and machine guns to shoot people who want to leave, maybe that's a government I don't want to be a part of. In China, there was no ability to do that. There was an absolute shutdown of all information by the government media. Uh, They had a firewall against all uh, knowledge and media from outside sources. They did not have a First Amendment backed up by the Second Amendment, and they were able to do that. And that's the problem right now. Our federal government would really like to do a Tiananmen Square. I'm not kidding either. You don't put people in jail for over 900 days without a trial, unless you're kind of down with those tactics. 
You don't shut down people's uh, freedom of expression. You don't ban people using government agencies from social media so they can't share things. You don't prevent people from running for office. That's what they do in third world communist hellholes. But that's what the Democrat Party and the deep state, that's the direction they want to go in. And I'm going to tell you, it's not going to work. We have the First Amendment. It's sacred to us. And we're waking up to the fact that we've, we've been abused, we've been shut down, and we, we are not going to take it. And we have the Second Amendment there to back up the First Amendment. We have the first population in the world to possess 500 million weapons. So do you really think that the left doing a little slap fight oh, 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 is going to take down 74% of the American people who think the country's going in the wrong direction? Do you really think we're going to go quietly into the night and we're going to say, you know, you're right, you're right, you're exactly right. Everything you've told us is exactly right. We should hate each other because of race. We should sexualize our children. We should open the southern border. We should absolutely make our cities sanctuary cities. We should let leftists burn down American cities. We should defund the police. I can go on and on and on about about the absurdity of the left and all of that has come together to this massive movement like we've never seen before and it's going to be a movement for the positive because everything's being exposed and no matter how complicit the media is and government agencies are with big social media the truth is getting out don't believe me Let's see what Tucker Carlson's views last night on uh, on Twitter were. Real quick, here, I had him up here. I've been watching it go. When I signed on this morning, it was 170 million. So uh, let's go ahead and just uh, Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson. Let's see how. Uh, oh, and by the way, have you heard anything about Fox's ratings this morning? Fox uh, talking about the ratings this morning. Nope. But you know what they are doing? They are banning talking about Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Oh, we're at 205 million people. 205 million views. But CNN is saying, well, that's just people clicking on it and moving on and all of that. Well, that's the same thing that cable ratings are based on. People turn on the TV. They watch TV. They go into the kitchen. Or like I did last night, I turned on Newsmax for a while. Then I went in just to watch on my phone on Twitter. Then I went back out. Uh, you know, that's the way it is. But if you got, you tell me Fox News wouldn't, what, 200 million people just check it in. It's because the people are singing, the people are shouting. There's a reason why this this uh, Oliver Anthony song, Rich Men in Richmond, is number one. Number one on the Billboard charts from nothing. He's never done anything before. He's playing Legion Halls. Nothing against Legion Halls, but, you know, 20 people. And went to number one, beating everybody in history, Taylor Swift, the Beatles, on and on. Do you get it? Do you get it? If you, if you, if you don't get it, you don't get it. If, you, if you're down with this iteration of the federal government and the persecution of a presidential candidate and all of the woke nonsense that we've experienced and all of the madness about gender madness and pronouns and, and uh, DEI and all that, your days are numbered. Your, your little temper tantrum is, is ending, and America gets it. And, and today, uh, the left will get their mug shot. Is that, is that going to be worth it? Is it going to be worth it? Is that going to do it for you? Is that mugshot going to do anything? Because you know what it's going to do for me? I'm going to get that damn mugshot. I'm going to put it on a T-shirt. I'm going to wear it every damn day. I'll wash it. I may get it for a Trump mugshot. I may get a, a Rudy Giuliani mugshot T-shirt. <laughs> you know? uh, I may do that. 
because all you're getting this week is a mugshot. Nobody's listening to uh, Fawny Willis and these other corrupt uh, DAs. And by the way, Jim Jordan going after Fawny Willis, and I told you this, four indictments at the same time of a presidential candidate is conspiracy across state lines is racketeering. And all of these people, their heads are going to roll. Their heads are going to roll for being a part of this. It's all going to fall apart. I know it. I know it. It's happened before. There were some terrific notes uh, last night uh, with Donald Trump. I I also uh, watched the GOP debate. Um, And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to intersperse audio from everything. So I'm going to intersperse audio from Trump. I'm going to intersperse audio from the, the vice presidential candidate debate last night. I don't even know if it's that anymore. I'm not sure any one of those people are going to be the vice president, to be quite honest. Nothing against Vivek Ramaswamy. Nothing against Tim Scott, I guess, but honestly, <laughs> come on. No, no. I'm going to intersperse that with, with uh, Oliver, with his song, Richmond, North of Richmond, uh, uh, news about the economy, all of that. We're going to just weave and retrieve. And, and the one thing I need, though, that really makes the show complete is when you call in, because I want to know what you thought. Are you a part of this revolution? I'm, I keep hearing this song. There's something happening here. It is what it is. I ain't exactly clear. You know, that's kind of what we're doing. And I don't like to hat tip to the 60s. I just no, I don't like the 60s. Always didn't like the 60s. I thought, the music is great. Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and all those bands. It's an incredible time for me. Jimi Hendrix and all that. But the leftist politics were just, I mean, honestly, Wow. But, but we are in a, in a revolutionary time, and it's a good, it's a good time, and, it, and I believe it's going to be a peaceful revolution, and I believe these little, these little limp-wristed fop, epidemic, leftist Maoists, uh, they've been able to throw their little temper tantrum, and they've been able to get what they want, and they've been able to stomp, and they've been able to do this, and they've been able to get fired, people fired. I can go on and on. But that's over. It's all being exposed as a tiny cabal of Marxists who've ushered all of this in, and the American people, this is one of the glorious things about it, our patriotism is making a comeback. Our belief in the founding principles is making a comeback. And our belief in one another is making a comeback. Because no matter what they say about how divided we are, and how racist or sexist or homophobic or whatever we are, I believe that most of us still love this country and still would fight and die for anyone else in this country if need be. I do. So here's a number. It's 800-922-6680. Lots of audio, your phone calls, some comedy. It's a great day and I'm glad to have you here. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right. So while I was uh, taking a break here, my computer uh, cleared out all the damned audio that I had in my program, so I'm going to have to play these on the fly. Here's a quote that I, and I, this is kind of an odd quote to start, I guess, would be Glenn Greenwald last night. Glenn Greenwald is a, uh, a conservative. I, I've always liked Glenn Greenwald. Here's what he had to say about the debate last night. I think it's very, very interesting and very true. They sound like Reagan-era militarists when it comes to foreign policy, and that is just radically out of step with the Republican Party voter, which is why you see Vivek rising in the polls while Donald Trump has a 45-point lead, while DeSantis remains a viable candidate, while avoiding that sort of thing. And the rest of them who sound like they're from that old Republican establishment era 
cannot get traction and it's inconceivable that they will because the things they're saying actually resonate now more in the Democratic Party. Boom. What did I say? I said that the GOP, as it has been for the last 50 years, is dead. Donald Trump ushered in a new era for the GOP. And unfortunately, the heads of the GOP don't get it. They don't get it. And this will be at their peril. Here's what I'm going to suggest. And, I, and I'm not just meaning to make this about Donald Trump, blah, 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 whatever. But I'm going to tell you, there will be a point where the GOP has to go. Hey, man, 70% of our uh, voters are supporting Donald Trump and won't leave him. 70% of Donald Trump voters will not leave him, even if he's indicted no matter what. But 70% of people will leave Ron DeSantis if he's not, uh, you know, popular. All right. So, so there is that. Um, the GOP is going to have to realize that the GOP has changed. You, you stop listening to Paul Ryan and, and Carl Rove and Mitt Romney and, and Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is done. Mitch McConnell's last election cycle was the last election cycle. And the only reason he is in the position he was is is because Donald Trump endorsed him and he summarily stabbed Donald Trump in the back. This is Geraldo Rivera last night. Talk, for Geraldo, talking with uh, Mr. Eric Bowling about the debate on Fox. All things considered, just brutal politics. Uh, President Trump's absolutely right to sit this one out. Although our former colleagues at, Fox, uh, at the Fox News Network, as you correctly point out, are beside themselves. Uh, uh, you know, this was potentially a huge ratings night uh, for Fox. Uh, now, without Trump, it's like... Uh, you know, the Rolling Stones without Mick Jagger. It's very, very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> That's true. I told you yesterday, it's like watching a high school battle of the bands. Hey, honey, let's go see the high school battle of the bands. Or should we drive next door and watch Zeppelin reunited? Honestly. And, and here's the quote of the night from Donald Trump. Listen to this. And this this will put in things into perspective. And, and I'm asking, if you disagree and you think whatever, listen to this. Because uh, this is what it's all about right here. The protest didn't work. You got elected anyway. Yeah. Impeachment didn't work twice, obviously. Um, indictment is not working. Your poll numbers go up. When they raided Mar-a-Lago in August yeah. of last year, your numbers went up. Um, they can indict you 20 times, and it's not gonna, you're not going to lose the Republican primary because of that. Well, so it like makes it look even more ridiculous. I mean, the four indictments, and maybe yeah. there'll be more. I don't know. These people are crazy. But they're counterproductive. So if you chart it out, it's an escalation, yeah. is what I'm saying. Of course it is. So what's next? After, you know, try to put you in prison for the rest of your life, that's not working. So, like, don't they have to kill you now? I, th I think the people of our country uh, don't get enough credit for how smart they are. And I, I'm not sure I would have said this 10 years ago. Listen. But they get it. What? I'm sorry. What? But they did, get it. They get it. But they get it. Yeah, they get it. The American people get it. Because, uh, you know, even though the federal government did its level best to shut down freedom of expression, you listen to people like me, and you listen to people like Steve Bannon, and you listen to people like WCBM Radio in Baltimore, our anchor station, and you watch places like Newsmax because we tell the truth. Let's go to William in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hello, William. Go ahead, my friend. I guess we don't have William. Uh, but that's the reason. You know, the truth gets out. The truth is getting out 
People understand that the federal government is out of control. Nobody likes the direction of the country. Nobody's down with this madness. Nobody's down with CRT in schools and transgenderism in schools and the FBI being sicked on parents for disagreeing with it. Nobody was ever down with Black Lives Matter or Antifa burning America's countries in 2020. But the American people have sat on a keg of dynamite of anger, resentment, and being just disgusted and done with this government, and that keg is exploding. Yeah. All right, so uh, here's the number, guys, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. So, uh, Chris Christie's done. Here's what he had to say last night. All of the uh, candidates last night on the uh, the GOP debate. Oh, to support the eventual Republican nominee. If former President Trump is convicted in a... Let me just set that up again, because my computer's being weird. Could be that I'm getting screwed with. I'm, I'll be honest. Could be that I'm getting screwed with, because, uh, you know, there are some people who shut me down on social media. Would it surprise me if I was being messed with? Uh, but anyway, this is uh, Brett Baer asking each of the uh, Republican candidates last night if they would support Donald Trump, even if he were convicted of something. And everybody raised their hands, except for uh, Chris Christie, who has no chance of ever being the president. Court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice. Please raise your hand if you would. Christy, you were kind of late to the game there, but you raised your hand? No, I'm doing this. Look, (laughs) someone's got to stop normalizing this conduct. Now, Chris Christie. He reminds me of uh, Michael Steele. He reminds me of Joe Scarborough. Uh, He is a man who has sold his principles uh, to the highest bidder. Uh, He is no longer a, 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 a leader in anything. The only reason he's running in this race is to take Donald Trump out or attempt. He thinks he can. His ego, A, his ego is big enough to think he might win and B, think he might be able to take Donald Trump down. In both cases, he's so unlikable and so wrong on everything that it never will happen. Ever, ever, ever. As far as Donald Trump's behavior, Donald Trump has been in a defensive posture for seven damned years. With 97% of the media coverage negative, it started when he was running. I was there. Antifa and plants from George Soros parked in the lines at Trump rallies to start fights. That's how quick it started. When he was inaugurated, Madonna came, talked about how she wanted to blow up the White House. They set fire to a man's limousine. They set fire to a police car and broke out glass windows in D.C. They impeached him once for nonsense to cover up Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's crimes. They covered up Hunter Biden's laptop to throw at least two elections. 
Uh, and and we're at this point, and and Chris Christie says, oh, I think that, that Donald Trump's behavior is unbecoming. You know, shut up. You occasionally get a fat joke thrown at you, but that's about it. And it's nothing compared to the nonsense that Donald Trump has been through. Okay. Now, whether or not you believe that the criminal charges are right or wrong, the conduct is beneath the office of president of the United States. This is wow. the great thing about this country. Wow. Booing is allowed, yeah. but it doesn't change the truth. Yeah, no, well, you're not telling the truth, so, you know, honestly, what's the point? You're booing, but don't deny the truth. You're not telling the truth. Nothing you said last night was the truth. It's, uh, it's, it's remarkable. Nothing you said last night was the truth. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gathering these sound bites as I go here. There were some ones that I, I thought were very good. Uh, there was some debate last night about whether uh, uh, who won the debate. Uh, it doesn't matter who won the debate. The debate, the debate was a, a, a sideshow. Who won the debate? Do you want to spend your entire show debating who won the Republican debate? The one where the, the, the front runner who's leading by 40, 50, 60 points is not? Do, you, do I really think that I need to bother with it? Well, sure, I'm going to play it. I'm going to share my thoughts on it. You know, like I said, essentially, I kind of thought at the beginning, it's a VP debate, but it's not even that. I don't think any of them are going to be VP. Maybe Ramaswamy. But honestly, it, it it was it was it was a it was a theater of uh, it was kabuki theater. It was just it was uh, nonsensical. It was I mean oh yeah that's great great. You talk about the typical stuff that the Republican Party has talked in the past, and uh, you know and everybody who normally watches their GOP debates uh, as usual, thinking that this year is every other year, they'll sit there and they'll watch it and they'll listen to Nikki Haley say, oh we got to cut government spending, and then you'll know that when um, Nikki Haley is elected, well, she won't be. But when Nikki Haley is elected, she'll go to Washington, D.C., and they will do nothing. Do you know how I know this? Because for 50 damned years, both parties have done the same thing in Washington, D.C. They make a whole hell of a lot of promises, and they get to the Washington, D.C., and they do nothing. How long have they been saying that Social Security is broken? How long have they been saying we need to fix the infrastructure in schools? How long have they been saying we need to fix this, we need to fix that, we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to cut spending, and they never do a damned thing? So that's why that debate isn't that big a deal. And, and that's why Fox isn't sharing its numbers this morning. Because you can sit over there and you can watch Fox and you can pretend like none of this is happening. You can pretend that none of this destruction of the country is happening. You can pretend that what is happening to Donald Trump is historic. It is a conspiracy. It is lawfare. It is worse than anything we've seen in our history. We have a man in the White House who is bought and paid for by our enemies. There is copious evidence. And Fox and the mainstream media all are just focusing on this group of people who are polling at best 12 or 13 percent, and they're thinking that the American people are focused on that. Good luck with that, Fox. I, re I wish you the best. I really, really, really wish you the best. Um, here is, oh, this is, this, is a good, this is a good note last night, okay? So last night, uh, Brett Bear asked about continuing funding the war 
you and I didn't vote on, Congress didn't vote on, in Ukraine. All right? The only person who said and raised their hand saying they would cut it is Vivek Ramaswamy. Is there anyone on stage who would not support the increase of more funding to Ukraine? We would, would not Europe, support it. Europe needs to step up. I mean, I would have Europe step up. Now, Vivek Ramaswamy's got his hand in the air, probably like he used to do at elementary school, front row, just like me, hand up. Ooh, 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 ooh. And uh, DeSantis is, well, I would ask uh, Europe to, to stand up. I would ask Europe to step up. Uh, wrong question or wrong answer, Ron DeSantis. And do their job. Uh, Mr. Ramaswamy, you're... But you're saying you would not, too, Governor DeSantis? I will have Europe to pull their weight. Uh, right would, now, they're not doing you that. You would not support and I think more we need to do, And I think our support should be contingent on them doing it. And I would have support in China uh, to be able to take uh, wow. to be able to take China um, and I, do what we need I, to do. i, I got to tell you, uh, honestly, Mr. wow. Swami, you would not support an increase of funding to Ukraine. I would not. And I think that this is disastrous that we are protecting yeah. against an invasion across somebody else's border yes. when we should use those same military resources to prevent across the invasion of our own southern border here in the United States. Okay, that was a nice pivot to a talking point they had already planned. You know, that was, that was, and there were a lot of those locked and loaded talking points. You heard them all night. You knew they were there. They were ready to go. Uh, none of that's going to fly, but, but at least he held his hand up. Of America. We are driving Russia further into China's hands. The Russia-China alliance is the single greatest threat we face. And I find it offensive that we have professional politicians on the stage that will make a pilgrimage to Kiev, to their Pope, Zelensky, without doing the same thing for people in Maui or the south side of Chicago or Kensington. Okay, that that was a good point. That was a good point. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't say he's out of contention for, uh, for vice president. Uh, if he is, he, no matter who the vice president is going to be, uh, I would say that you need to uh, become the vice president and attend Donald Trump University for four years, and then you can graduate, and then you can consider running for president. That's what DeSantis should have done. But uh, he's proven why that'll never happen, because, you know, Uh, what he's done to Donald Trump. Let's go to, uh, let me see, Homer in Rising Sun, Maryland. Homer, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, I want you to know that I didn't bother watching a damn show last night at all. (laughs) I knew it was going to be a bunch of uh, uh, monkeys in the zoo, I'm telling you. Yeah, it was a turd sandwich without the bread. (laughs) (laughs) As far as as I'm concerned, uh, this... this, uh, Donald Trump's the only one, but what makes me so upset is the way the Democrats are treating Donald like it's a third world country and they can, or a banana republic, if you want to call it that. And they, they, they go out there and grab uh, rulings from, from Georgia and wherever, and he's guilty of so many things. Uh, that when you uh, investigate how guilty they are, you find out they mean nothing. So I don't understand what the hell they think. Well, Homer, Homer, Homer. That, that's the thing. It's so it's a, it's a clown car of stupid, and it's all going to catch up to them. And all of these DAs and their coordinated attack to take down a presidential candidate is going to be exposed, just like Hunter Biden's illegality and Joe Biden's illegality, and all of these people who've bought into this or at least covered up for it are going to go down in flames with their with their uh, with their uh, their principles and their ideals. It, it, they're going to go down in flames. The American people see this, that, that a president being, the first time in history a president being indicted, 
let alone four times for nonsensical charges by four radical DAs, and we're going to find out that they have been working together. This is a conspiracy. It is illegal, and, and ultimately it's going to collapse. And, and it's just a matter if you want to be on the right side of history or not. And then maybe it's not voting Donald Trump, but you've got to at least vote against the, the insanity of the left and the deep state. Appreciate the phone call. Let's go to Eddie in uh, Palm uh, Coast, Florida. Hello there, Eddie. Welcome to the show, man. What's up? Hi, my name is Eddie, and I'm from Palm Coast. And when I watched the debate last night, I was disappointed in Martha and Brett. I believe that they let it get out of hand. And as a result, the gentleman, Tim Scott, uh, he was not heard enough. Yeah. I believe that he's got a lot to say, and we should know more about him. Yeah, you know, Tim Tim Scott did say some good things last night. Um, you know, he, he shared his life story. Uh, he, he did stand up. Let me see if we can find a Tim Scott uh, a bite here. Uh, here is, oh, here's, here's, here's Tim Scott talking about firing uh, Chris Ray and Merrick Garland. This is good. We should be... We should be asking ourselves a bigger question about the weaponization of the Department of Justice. When I'm president, the first thing I'll do is fire Merrick Garland. Second thing I'll do, fire Christopher Ray, because we need Lady Justice to wear a blindfold. Without that, no one has confidence in our justice system. 17% of Republicans have confidence in our department. Okay, so there you go. That's one good thing that he said last night. That's a that's a real positive. Uh, I didn't particularly care for him to to you know use the tired and boring line, Lady Justice. I mean, honestly, but it was it was it was uh, good. I, I think Tim Scott did well last night. I don't think he he's he's still at two or three percent. Is he out of contention for VP? I don't think so. Do you think he should be the VP? Do you think he's going to win? Do you think he's going to be the candidate, or could he be Eddie? I think he could be the candidate if the moderators would let the guy talk. He was being such a considerate person that as much as I know that I believe all the things he said were wonderful, he wasn't able to get enough points across, again, yeah. because he was considerate of others. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate the phone call. You know, another person who didn't even get a talk last night is, uh, is Larry Elder. Larry Elder is uh, an amazing human being. Uh, Larry Elder is an America First candidate. Larry Elder, is, uh, he's got a lot of life experience, a lot of knowledge, a remarkable human being. He wasn't on the stage last night. You know why? Because Fox wants to be the kingmaker. Fox thinks, Rupert Murdoch thinks, he's going to be able to choose the GOP candidate. That's what this is. Uh, this morning I put on Twitter, uh, or X, or whatever the hell you want to call it, I said, uh, Murdoch equals Soros. That's the only math you need to know. Really? Here's a little bit more from uh, from Tim Scott, and then I'm going to move on to the Trump audio because it's amazing. Here's Tim Scott. On education, the only way we change education in this nation is to break the backs of the teachers' unions. They are standing in the doorhouse of our kids, locking okay, that was nice. them into failing schools. Now that was and really locking them out. That was a brilliant point because uh, yes, he's right. He's saying it. He has the audacity to say it. And he also said they're standing in the schoolhouse door. Bravo, from a man who suffered. Uh, and and grew up in poverty, experienced racism. Bravo, bravo. Does it mean he's going to be the candidate for president? No, no, not at all. 
but uh, but well said. Let's take a break. I'm going to load some more audio. The number is 800-922-6680. William, you're up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. This guy named Oliver Anthony is the number one artist on Billboard's Hot 100. Came from zero to uh, a rock star. Zero to the Beatles and the Rolling Stones in a heartbeat. And the reason being is his lyrics speak to the American people. I shared it for anybody. You know why? Because I lived what he went through. <laughs> I lived what he went through, man. Do you see it? And if you don't, if you if you shop at Whole Foods and you live on the East Coast and you think, oh, my God, oh, my God, Donald Trump's tweets are so offensive. Just get out of the way. <laughs> Just get out of the way. Here is uh, the, the question last night with regard to this song, this uh, Richmond North of Richmond, and uh, Ron DeSantis' canned response. As we sit here tonight, the number one song on the Billboard chart is called Rich Men North of Richmond. Oh, that's a redneck. He's probably a Trump supporter, MAGA supremacist, white supremacist, homophobe, transphobe. from Farmville, Virginia, named... Oh, the wrong voice. They're just so transphobic, and they're just so... Oh, my God, they're rednecks, and they're hillbillies. Oh, my God. Anthony, his lyrics speak of alienation, of deep frustration with the state of government and of this country. Yeah. Washington, D.C. is about 100 miles north of Richmond. Oh, you so, Governor it. DeSantis, oh, you got why it. is this song <laughs> striking such a nerve in this country right now? Listen. What do you think it means? Our country. It's time to uncork a generic answer. Is in decline. No This kidding. decline is not inevitable. It's a choice. We need to send Joe Biden back to his basement and reverse American decline. Okay, there's a line he's been sitting on. We cannot succeed as a country if you are working hard and you can't afford groceries, a car, or a new home while Hunter Biden can make hundreds of thousands of dollars on lousy paintings. That, that is wrong. We. We also cannot succeed when the Congress spends trillions and trillions of dollars. Those rich men north of Richmond have put us in this situation. And wow. Okay, then. Sure. Okay. Duh. Uh, it's, it's more than that. Let's go to Shane in Australia. Or, or uh, yeah, Shane in Australia. Hello, my friend. What's up? Yeah, g'day, Rob. Enjoying your program way down south, mate. Yes, sir. Now, um, the most important one we could talk about is C, um, what is it? Uh, CNN did a report on uh, Business Sunday, uh, business, um, their business system, and it said that on the 16th of January, the top 1% captured in the world captured nearly twice as much wealth as the rest of the world. And uh, it goes on, the top 1% have captured nearly twice as much new wealth, and this yeah. is in the two years of the lockdown, as the rest of the world during oh, yeah. the period, according to Oxfam oh, yeah. International Annual Inequality in, in Report, released Sunday. Yes. Their fortune soared by $26 trillion, while the bottom 90% of the world's population only saw their net worth rise by $16 trillion. So I would say, Rob, um, you know, both our countries and what I always look back at, Rob, we've talked before, you know, all those blokes in World War One and World War Two, as we all fought unified as allies and we lost hundreds of thousands of our men uh, fighting as a unified group. You know, you, I know you've got problems in your country, but also Australia's yes. uh, been raped with all its natural resources and we're under, we're under deep trouble too here, mate. 
Yeah, you know what, though? This is a worldwide revolution. As much as it is America, and my first priority is the, is America, this is a worldwide... Uh, what you just said is perfect, uh, Shane. You're exactly right. And and it's going to hit the this uh, this uh, uh, power of the uh, World Economic Forum people and all these people who got really rich while we suffered. It's all, it's all coming down on them. That's what this song, by the way, that's why this song is number one around the world. That's why it is. Listen, brother, I got to run. Thanks for calling. I do appreciate it. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, last hour of the Rob Carson Show. Here is the uh, number. It's 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. Killer show so far. Had uh, Bruce Lavelle on. Uh, longtime Trump advisor. Last hour, a really amazing interview about Atlanta and uh, and what this Fannie Willis has done. Uh, she is an outsider. She was elected with outside money. She's not from Atlanta. She's from California. Her father's a Black Panther. Radical leftist, communist, socialist supported by Judge George Soros and basically installed in Atlanta. She never really lived much time in Atlanta. She was raised in Washington, D.C., and yet she is bringing a, uh, a black cloud over Atlanta and, uh, and, uh, and making the city look bad. And this is all going to backfire on the left. It's already backfiring. Donald Trump is becoming a folk hero. He's already a movement. He's becoming a folk hero. Uh, by the way, Donald Trump has been indicted for the 14th time newsmax conducting a an urgent national poll asking americans if you think president trump has committed a real uh, has committed a real crime or is this just a political witch hunt now nationally I believe it was McLaughlin Group the other night did a, a survey. It was uh, uh, Dick Morris shared it last night. Seventy-six percent of Americans believe that the indictments against Donald Trump are political. That's overall, uh, both parties overall. So if you think that the Democrats, by getting the mugshot yesterday, I mean they're dancing around. They think it's hilarious. They they think they got their mugshot. They got their trophy. Well, I hate to tell you this, uh, we're gonna make money off of it. We're 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 embracing it. We're embracing it like all of the, the names that you've called us, uh, MAGA fascist enemies of democracy, white supremacist, all of those things. We embrace it. And so this, this uh, and by the way, killer mugshot, he looks pretty badass. And they're already, of course, they, I don't know what the left wanted him to do, but he, he gave him this look and there's somebody saying, well, he's trying to intimidate the judges. Oh, okay, sure, shut up. I think it looked awesome. I think he looks determined. I think he looks lean. Guy's down to like 215 pounds. I mean, he looks he looked good uh, a little over a year ago when I met him, but he even looks even better. It is uh, it is remarkable. So um, uh, yeah, you got your mugshot, yeehaw, yippee skippy, you know. And just like everything else, you know, the next morning you wake up and you go, my God, what did I do? That's what the Democrat Party does every day. They wake up, they get out of bed, they look at themselves in the mirror and go, what the hell did I do? What have I become? Honestly. And, and if you don't feel that way, you should. <laughs> you, you really should. Uh, let me see here. Before we uh, dive into this hour, I know that we have, uh, let me see, um, Art from Arbutus, Maryland on the phone. Hello, Art. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? How you doing, Rob? Good, um, good, good. I'm a, I'm a guy of logic, okay? Yes. And the Democrats are like 
people you would run into in a methadone clinic line. They know <laughs> nothing about everything. Yeah. And the thing is, is I look at Trump as a businessman. I look at the United States as a business. He runs it like a business. Yes, sir. You know, we make money. Yeah. We're supposed to make money. Yeah. Right? Am I yes. on the wrong track? No, no, no. Here's the thing. Uh, Donald Trump has real-world experience. He's, he's not an academic. He's not somebody who's been in government their entire life because, they, you know, you can do two places if you can't do. One of them is academia, and the other one is government. Not saying everybody in the government, but a good share of people in Washington, D.C. Donald Trump, he had to survive in Manhattan. He had to deal with every racial and ethnic group. He had to do play by everybody's rules. He had to negotiate all sorts of BS... Uh, 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 you know regulations and whatnot. Every year he every year he went under underwent a colonoscopy from the IRS. Every year he was thoroughly thoroughly uh, 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 audited by the IRS. And so that's how he can that's how he approaches the world. He's got a bunch of uh, of uh, scumbags out there who run uh, uh, disparate countries, and and he is trying to dominate just like he did in New York, and he and he did a very good job at it. So of course he has the life experience to to lead the country and we saw how good a businessman can do as the president of the country and somebody who's had to i mean he's a fighter he's a scrapper he is a, an mma fighter and and he was perfect and now he's even more dangerous because he knows where the bodies were buried in washington dc and they know that he knows and they're terrified he's going to blow up their sweetheart deal that they've been getting for decades in washington dc yes and all those yeah. paycheck riders that are just there for a paycheck, he'll clean house. Not yes, sir. To do that. Amen, brother. And I'm, I'm telling you, people want it. That's what they say when they say we want uh, retribution. Donald Trump is a retribution. Let's go to uh, Willie in New Hampshire. Hello, Willie. What's going on, my friend? Uh, Willie, are you there? In New Hampshire. Are you there? I know. I think we might have lost Willie. Yeah, don't like it when you lose Willie. Uh, you know what? While we're doing that, let's just have a comedic interlude. This is brand new from Jim Gossett about the debate the other night being stopped by 260 million views of Tucker Carlson's interview. Tucker Carlson, that's my name. Without me, Fox News is quite lame. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. Tonight they will not see a bump. Cause they got stiffs and I've got Donald Trump. <laughs> Trump. He's I got, got Trump, Trump, babe. <laughs> Tucker and Trump, babe. <laughs> I got Trump. Fox has pants. Do. Without the Donald. It makes no sense. Uh-uh. And I feel bad. Chris Christie thinks, or Ron DeSantis as his campaign sings. Trump. I got Trump, babe. Yeah, you know. Got him tonight, babe. You know, uh, uh, Donald Trump, uh, the last time he was on a debate with other GOP candidates on Fox... They had uh, twice the ratings, and uh, uh, Twitter, uh, the interview with Tucker Carlson reached 2,200 
times the audience that Fox had for the GOP debate. I got to get to this audio. This is Robert Kennedy Jr. Now, Robert Kennedy Jr. was on last night talking to uh, Eric Bowling in a magnificent interview. And I got to tell you, if, uh, if things go south and uh, Donald Trump, for some reason, is not the GOP candidate, I would strongly suggest he team with RFK Jr. and a third party and blow up both parties. I'm absolutely serious. Do you know why? Because Robert Kennedy Jr., I disagree with a lot of stuff. I don't understand why he agrees with this uh, idiotic uh, climate change crap when he's so smart about, you know, all the bull crap associated with uh, COVID. That aside, he seems to be the only person who gets it, what we're going through. And, and that's why they hate him. The two most uh, hated, ignored, censored people in the country are the two people who the left consider most dangerous this election cycle. Here's RFK Jr. Yeah, I, you know, that's a good question. He's talking about uh, the GOP debate. Listen, because you're not going to hear a better distillation of what we saw the other night. It seemed to me that debate really seemed surreal uh, and tone deaf. It seemed like it was almost a rehash of all these sort of Reagan era slogans of, you know, I'm going to be tough on China, I'm going to be tough on Russia, I'm going to be tough on uh, crime, I'm going to be tough on women who are, you know, who are bodily autonomy. But the, the issues that I'm running into, and I have a really interesting base because, um, you know, my voters are a lot of uh, Republicans, independents, and Democrats. So I'm, you know, the overlapping bases with a lot of the guys that you saw of the, um, uh, debating last night. And I'm not hearing any of those concerns. No, and I said the same thing. It, it sounded like more Republican talking points. And and if you're going to go down that road, you're not going to win. It's, it's over. That party's gone. Now listen to this. You want to talk a man who's plugged in to what's happening in the country. Listen to this. You know, we, we're in a situation right now where the average income in this country has never been this way. The average income is now $5,000 less than the cost of living. So Americans, in order to make up that deficit, are putting their, their debt on credit cards. I've been saying this for a year. Last week... We exceeded for the first time in history a trillion dollars in debt in three years. We've we've added three hundred uh, three hundred thirty billion dollars, a trillion dollars in credit card debts, and these American families are paying twenty two percent interest on that, which is going ultimately to you know these big uh, conglomerates, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. You know this is uh, this is the state of the economy right now. You're making $5,000 less than you need to pay the bills. And if you've got a little bit extra, you're worried about what's going to happen to the banks. You're worried about what's going to happen to the economy. You're wondering if the whole economy is going to collapse. You wonder if they're going to try and digitize the currency. You have no idea. Maybe if you've got some money, you might want to consider investing it in precious metals. I just want to mention Swiss America. It's a good time to mention it. And you want to write this down if you want to know more about it. You can look up their secret war on cash and consider getting some of your, your money in, uh, in gold or silver. 
Uh, here's a number. Write it down. You owe it yourself. To, you owe it to yourself to write down this number and use my name when you text or call Rob Carson. Okay, eight hundred two eight nine. 2646. That's 800 289 2646. You can get this wonderful booklet that I keep here in the office every day The Secret War on Cash, extended edition. You're going to learn more. So get this uh, detailed uh, Secret War on Cash free. And just again, call the number or text 800 289 2646. Mention my name, Rob Carson, would you do? Or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates may apply. Uh, real quick, let's go to um, James in New Mexico. James in New Mexico, how are you today? Pretty good. Hey, Rob, uh, uh, the Michael, communist Michael Steele over on uh, MSDNC is going crazy about <laughs> Trump's uh, entourage to Atlanta. And yeah. uh, and then he, they're also going crazy about the mugshot that he's making money off of it. And uh, but it's okay for the crackhead to go to, uh, uh, take his little entourage of Secret Service to his uh, hearings. Uh, that's uh, that's a double standard. But yeah. hey, yeah. Rob, real quick, is it true that uh, Ramaswamy took money from uh, Soros? Soros, it's on the, you know, dude. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out all of this because people are saying that he got ninety thousand uh, dollars in money to go to college from George Soros. I don't know that right now, and I'm going to tell you I met Vivek Ramaswamy when I was in New Hampshire, and uh, and while I'm not the judge of character that my mom was, because if I with my mom said that she liked or disliked Ramaswamy, I'd know that I that the right decision was made. For me, when I met him and I talked to him for an hour, he seemed like a very genuine guy. Um, he, I like what he says. People are concerned because he's polished. He sounds practiced. All yeah, of this. He's I saying like what you want to... I, I know, I know. But people are concerned. There's, he's saying what we want to hear, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't That's know yet. Truth, right, now I'm, you know? right now I'm looking at Ramaswamy. I think he's a good guy. He's yeah. not ready to be hey, president, Rob, one, but one, I, one, I one think he's a good guy. Real quick, if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What please, please, please. What the heck is Geraldo doing on Newsmax? I don't know, but I thought the interview was actually good. Did you watch it? He actually was a little tame, but he's still yeah. a communist, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I I know, and, and listen, uh, he he differs. He I disagree with a lot. I thought the interview last night with uh, Eric Bowling was great. And and by the way, Geraldo's coming down on Trump's side. He realizes all of these indictments are nonsense. Well, we disagree with a lot of stuff with Geraldo. I get it. He's completely wrong sided. But I they're thought actually last night's from Fox over the Newsmax. I don't like. Well, they're. That. Uh, well, listen, listen, but don't you like Victor Davis Hanson? Don't you like Matt Gates? No, don't you like the, the... Yeah. People who have a brain, but not the ones that don't have half a brain, like Rush said. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. But I did. I'm going to defend him on that. I, I think uh, a lot of the times you have leftists on because you let them just kind of uh, destroy themselves. You know, like they do with the uh, the uh, guy on the five who's a Democrat. Communists over there, over to Newsmax, what? is giving Why? them a platform to tell lies. Yes. I know, but but you know, you kind of got to skirt it. You got it. Like they had Chris Christie on the other night. So what you oh, do is you you invite him on the Krispy Kreme guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know, but you you let them on, and then you let you uh, you know you ask measured questions and let them make fools of themselves. That's the way it works. Listen, buddy, I got to run. Okay, thanks okay, for the thanks. phone call. You bet. This is the Rob Carson show. So Larry Elder was uh, shut out of the GOP debate the other night, and he was also shut out of the building. Also, uh, uh, 
Don Jr. was shut out. A whole bunch of associates of uh, Donald Trump were shut out of the VIP area and the whole deal. It's very clear that that, uh, Rupert Murdoch has decided who is going to win and who isn't. He's becoming the uh, George Soros of Fox. And I'm not uh, not saying that to be uh, in any way inflammatory. It's just the way it is. And and I like some of the people at Fox. I really enjoy uh, Greg Gutfeld. We're right on the same uh, wavelength comedically with regard to uh, comedy and politics. Um, and uh, But here is uh, Larry Elder talking about what he's going to do about it. Listen to this. And then listen to who is in the room. And then I've got a soundbite from uh, Donald Trump when he was debating uh, Jeb Bush in 2015. Listen to this. Not only was I barred from the debate, even though I met the debate criteria, I was barred from entering the debate venue. I kid you not. There was a sign posted at security, don't let Larry Elder's campaign team in the building. Wow. What am I now? A terrorist? And by the way, one of the people eligible for the debate offered a $20 gift certificate for everybody who contributed one dollar. Yeah. It seems corrupt, if not illegal. That was the governor of North Dakota. Apparently it's not illegal. Another one gave a commission for donors to go out and get other prospective donors. That's like tying a pork chop around your neck to get a dog to play with you. Apparently that's okay. <laughs> but I did it the revolutionary way. I asked people to go to my website, yes, yes, LarryElder.com, and contribute. And I was not allowed up there at, on that debate stage. Wow. By the way, I... What are you going to do about it, Larry? I did file a complaint with the FEC alleging that essentially what the RNC did was to give these eight people who made the debate stage an in-kind contribution, which could subject the RNC to a fine of up to $100 million. That complaint was filed just this afternoon. We'll find out what happens. Uh Now, this is Donald Trump in 2015 with Jeb Bush talking about a similar audience, not filled with you and me. Filled with donors. Let me talk. Quiet. A lot, of time, <laughs> a lot of time. That's all of his donors and special interests out there. So that's what it is. That's what. And by the way, let me just tell you, we needed tickets. You can't get them. You know who has the tickets for the? I'm talking about to the television audience. Donors, special interests. Yep. The people that are putting up the money. The RNC told us we have all donors in the audience, and the reason they're not loving me, the reason they're not, excuse me, the reason they're not loving me is I don't want their money. I'm going to do the right thing for the American public. I don't want their money. I don't need their money. And I'm the only one up here that can say that. Eminent domain. There you go. Beautiful. Absolutely well said. And look who's still in charge. Uh, Let's go to Eileen in Santa Cruz. Eileen, what's going on? Hi, Rob. Yeah, so let's let's uh, get get this project uh, going so we can fund these people's legal teams and, yes. and uh, you know give get them support. And then um, so this is the Bible uh, uh, little class for the day. Have you ever read the book of Esther? Uh, not in a while. Okay, so do you, do you remember the story of Esther and what happened? Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay, so so Haman wanted to to literally annihilate genocide, do genocide on the Jewish people because mm-hmm. they, he he was not uh, being worshipped by uh, this this man. Uh, uh, I forget his, his name right offhand, but anyway, so so. Uh, uh, what ended up happening is... Real quick. 
Oh, oh yeah. So, uh, uh, so the Esther was um, made queen, and then she came in and intervened. And uh, the, the, to make a long story short, Haman, this evil Haman, ended up yes. hanging, being hung on the gallows that he built himself. All right, listen, I've got to run. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm up against a hard break. I'd like to hear the story. I apologize for this. We do have to take a break. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Uh, there's nothing like uh, a little... Uh, Oh, my phone's going off here. What is going on here? Hold on, my phone is completely... I'm not sure exactly what that is and why that is playing right now. But let's go ahead and turn everything off. Just play. I need to... I don't know why that... I don't even know why that happened. I'm not exactly sure where that even came from, to be quite honest. Welcome to the uh, Rob Carson Show. For some odd reason, I had a uh, small computer malfunction, and I've got I've to redo the computer because uh, we've got some problems with the, with the computer. But again, I don't know what's going on. Uh, anyway, we've got a lot of things I want to get to before the uh, show is over, and uh, let's go ahead while the computer is being turned down and restarted for some reason. Uh, let's see. I think we've got a, a phone call here. Let me go. Sorry, this is a little bit confusing. Um, let's go to uh, Rich from Joppa. Rich from Joppa. Hello and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Go ahead. Hey, Rob. How are you? I'm good. What's up? I, my computer just uh, farted there, but go oh, ahead. A, a couple things. I saw in the interview with Vivek when, he, when they asked him um, why uh, the, 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 the whole George Soros thing. It was actually George Soros' dead brother had a scholarship fund. He was 24 years old, and yeah. he took the scholarship. I mean, if my kid could make it to the Naval Academy and I could get Barack Obama to write a letter so my kid could go to the Naval Academy, I wouldn't turn it down, even though he wasn't my yeah. favorite president. You know, yeah, I really you know, we, that's, a, that's enough to judge against somebody. Yeah, they, they, there's a lot of stuff going on. And listen, I don't blame uh, uh, GOP voters and even Democrats who are still patriotic and love the country for immediately questioning anything about anybody right now because we've been oh, lied totally to agree. by both by both parties. We've been lied to about everything by both parties for decades. And and when I say when I say, but if the answer, you should question it, but if the answer is right, it's right. I mean, I, I miss real liberals. I, I, I miss I miss Dershowitz. I miss Geraldo. I miss those guys who can say, I can't vote for President Trump. I can't vote for him, but I think he's being railroaded. Yeah. Well, it, uh, Trump... In an interview the other day. He goes, I can't vote for the guy, but he's being railroaded. Yes, and and it's amazing how really brilliant people can be so stupid sometimes. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, like Alan Dershowitz, I'd still vote for for Joe Biden, but uh, but I don't support this. I'm like, God dang, dude, what is wrong with you? Honestly, I, I respect Alan Dershowitz, but how could you, in the face of how ungodly corrupt this man is and what he's done to the country, how could you possibly vote for him again? And I guess I that what that's what makes him that. a Democrat. I didn't hear that part. I just heard him say, Yeah, he said it. Trump. No, he said it. He, he said it. I'm like, what are you doing? No, no, I, listen, 
I have broke bread with liberals my entire life. All of my friends in uh, in Minneapolis and Cincinnati and most recently Washington, D.C. are liberal. They, they have been liberal. It wasn't until I got to D.C. and then I got a talk radio job and said that I supported Donald Trump that all of my friends in Maryland have stopped talking to me. And I think that's pretty sad and pathetic because that doesn't make you liberal. Liberal was open-minded, but they started getting rid of liberal 30 years ago. Liberal Liberal is not is not open. I'm more liberal than a liberal, if you want to think about it, because at least I'll listen to things, I'll debate things, I'll say things like, you know what? I don't think abortion needs to be outlawed uh, across the country. We should leave it up to the states, make it early and rare in those exceptions, so we can have this discussion. That is. I guess being a liberal, being open-minded. Leftism is something completely different. It is closed-minded, and it's morally and intellectually bankrupt. Well, it's amazing how, how I feel like, well, you, you know my area. I grew up in Dundalk. Dundalk used to be nothing but Democrats. I mean, if you were anything but a Democrat yep. in Dundalk, you, you, you take your life in your own hands. Now it's primarily Republican. Dundalk, Essex, and Northern and Hartford County are yep. are are a total freak when it comes to Maryland politics. I'm going to tell you, uh, as with so many great states, they're mostly rural and run by idiots in very large Democrat-run enclaves. Maryland is one of those places. Maryland, I'm, I thank God I got out of Maryland when I did. Montgomery County Schools, did you hear? You can't opt out of LGBTQ storybooks. You can't opt out of this LGBT radical indoctrination. Muslim and Christian families sued Montgomery County uh, Schools and the judge said, nope, it's not going to affect your child's, <clears throat> your child's uh, uh, religious beliefs. It's not about that. It's about indoctrinating children with nonsensical and dangerous ideology and not teaching them things. So <clears throat> Maryland is a reading, glorious, beautiful state. <laughs> yes. Dude, I am so sick of it. I am so sick of it. I, I'm glad I got my kids out of there. I really am. My kids, my, my son, all of his high school was in Kansas, in glorious, glorious schools. My daughter uh, graduated. She was here in uh, in seventh grade, and we moved here, graduated, is going to a college without the indoctrination <clears throat> and all the nonsense. And I got to tell you, Maryland is like California Eden on earth, but Democrats are screwing it over, and and you know as well as I do. Um, uh, well, look what's happened in Baltimore. But Baltimore, I used to, I used to opt when I lived in D.C. I would go to Baltimore and watch baseball games. I would go to Baltimore and watch football games. I would go and and I would go see uh, 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 the Inner Harbor, and I'd go to Fort McHenry and cry when they opened the window and you saw the flag. I remember that. I wouldn't do it now. I'm afraid to go. To, to no, Baltimore not, and dine I'm out. I'm not afraid, but I, I understand your point. I'm not afraid to go. However, yes. I will say, it's still my hometown. There's still a lot of people in Highland Town and areas like that that see very much things the way that we see them. It's unfortunate yeah. that we handed over the reins to these crazy liberal Democrats who totally believe that it's nobody. It's, it's, it's not your fault. You, you know, it's yeah. not your fault. It's everybody else's fault. Well, how's it working for them, huh? How, how's it working right now? It's not working very well. Uh, hopefully, as we, yeah. hopefully there's a revolution coming, my friend. No, it is already on the way. I appreciate it. And another revolution that's coming, kind of interesting. Uh, people are turning. The media is turning on Biden. Why do you think he's on vacation for a month? I, I Why do you, what, there, there's, a, there's a bar I go to that's very ethnic, and there's a, there's a lot of African-American gentlemen that I talk to who tell me they're Trump fans. All right. It's I appreciate it. Hey, hey, listen. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you this. I think Miggy might go on. 
let's just talk to different groups, particularly young men. Okay, hold on. Let's talk about uh, to young men. I'm not talking about uh, white guys or black guys. Let's let's just talk about young men, uh, all uh, you know, testosterone up and everything, and uh, and loving life and all of this. Why would you not think that a self-made man? Who took, who parlayed a million dollar loan into billions of dollars, who flies around in a 757, has been surrounded by the most beautiful women in the world, is married to one of the most beautiful women in the world. Every one of the buildings that he buys or builds, he puts his name on in giant gilded gold lettering. All right? Who the hell wouldn't consider that to be the American dream? Who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to be chauffeured around? I mean, have you seen a rap video lately? Really? And, and, you know, uh, it, and that's where things are turning because they're realizing everything that comes from the left is crap. Everything that they touch turns to crap. It's a reverse Midas touch. And maybe they've just been played by the Democrat Party for 60 years. It is. It's coming. <clears throat> I told you it was going to bring us together. I told him, you know, you got the, the Democrat Party saying that black people should hate white people and white people should feel guilty and awful for being born. Bullcrap. I've always said bullcrap about that, and it's catching up. And they're realizing they're being played by the man. And the man is the Democrat Party. But it's not working out so well. Here's a little montage. Who wants to hear a montage? Anybody? <clears throat> a montage of Democrats on the liberal media kind of changing their tune on, uh, tune on Joe Biden. Well, sometimes President Biden uh, just cannot stop himself. During a speech today about the economy, he told at least two lies that have already been debunked. And Joe Biden was wrong. I don't know that he was lying about it. He might not have been told by Hunter, oh, but this crap. blind spot is a problem. Look at these leads for Donald Trump. He's at 62% of the CBS News YouGov poll, 57% in Quinnipiac University, 53% of the Fox News poll. Uh, the president opened to this issue a number of times in, in recent weeks. He, we he has not looked, to it again. John, totally different story than a few weeks ago, right? I mean, why isn't he out there now? Kabul fell yesterday. Where is the president? Uh, I mean, President Biden keeps trying to change the subject. If you withdraw 2,500 troops and then you have to send 6,000 back, that's not planned. Right. That's on its face an example of a failure. You're asking me about the polling. You're asking me why we. Yeah, think, I mean, to that point, uh, he's underwater to in Wisconsin. Translate? You're talking about Wisconsin. He's underwater in Wisconsin. No, I know and I understand it. But the Justice Department and Weiss denied what the whistleblowers were saying. But this move makes it seem as though, well, maybe the whistleblowers were right. Politically, it uh, removes some of the moral high ground that he might have he doesn't against have any. You know, all the Trump accusations. That he was, in fact, paid substantial sums uh, from Chinese companies. Yeah, it's all coming down. Why is he on vacation for a month? It should be fairly obvious. Why is he on vacation? Flying uh, uh, during one vacation, Maui burns, and then uh, he takes a break, goes to Maui for six hours, comes back. And then goes on vacation again. It is unbelievable. This is uh, Greg Jarrett talking about the latest allegations that are coming out in all these emails. Listen carefully. It's getting big, bad, and ugly. In a Freedom of Information request, they're up to 15 times, which Hunter Biden would be on Air Force Two, traveling with his dad to these countries, leave from a different exit off the plane, right. and then meet up and do various things. In fact, there's a quote from a Hunter Biden email with a Mexican business partner. Uh, you know, we've got all of the telephone calls. You would get on the phone uh, with the foreign business partners, America's adversaries. They weren't talking about weather. In the Burisma call on December 4th, 
You know, the CEO who's under siege, he's having his assets seized by Victor Shokin, who you interviewed. Uh, he said, get your dad on the phone. Three days later, Joe Biden flies to Kiev and yep. under an extortion uh, attempt, mm -hmm. uh, he gets Shokin fired. Right. And all of a sudden overnight, the investigation into Hunter Biden's company that's paying him a million dollars a year vanishes overnight. You know, Zoloshevsky, the CEO, got what he paid for. Sure. Now, by the way, Shokin is uh, talking today. And I've heard he's going to do an interview on Fox. And he's going to tell it like it is. This could be really big. Really big. Not enough to save Fox. They're pretty much scrod. That said. But you, we put this in a combination of things. <clears throat> the abject corruption of Joe Biden that everybody knows about. The foreign diamonds of Donald Trump that 76% of the American people say are a witch hunt. And then the President of the United States flies to uh, Maui where hundreds of people are still missing. Many of these people burned horribly to death with their children in cars, in their homes, dying alone. He goes there and he says, well, you know what? I had a fire at my house and it almost got my Corvette and my cat. And then FEMA <clears throat> is putting up their uh, people in five-star resorts. But they're not paying the market rate, so that's good, right? How about you put up a damn tent outside of Lahaina and you sleep on a damn cot like the people in Lahaina instead of getting a special rate while you're still staying at a five-star resort? This is a report out of uh, Maui with regard to that. These photos making national news headlines, calling attention to FEMA workers on Maui in what appears to show them relaxing in five-star hotels. Wow. At the cocktail bar and at a registration desk wow. at the Grand Wailea, another photo shows FEMA workers on their laptops at the Fairmont Keolani. It's rubbing devastated Lahaina residents the wrong way as they deal with the deaths of more than 100 people and a historic community wiped out. I mean, I feel sick. Dustin Kaleopu lost his home in the Lahaina fire. So they're seeing government employees or government volunteers staying in these luxury accommodations being funded by taxpayers, that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. A FEMA official we spoke with does not deny they are staying at five-star hotels and that taxpayers' money is paying for lodging for employees and survivors, but says it's not what it looks like. FEMA personnel and responders are not here on vacation. Uh, we're all here for the residents of Maui and the survivors of this terrible uh, this terrible incident. All right, listen to the word that he said there. He said this terrible incident. <clears throat> That's what he said. He called it an incident. So we've got people who burned to death. We've got people who have not been able to get out of Maui or out of Lahaina. You've got people who couldn't get into Lahaina to save their children. And this jackweed is calling it an incident. You know what the, the FBI calls uh, uh, indictments? They call them, uh, what do they call them? They, uh, products. Did you know that? They call them products. Yeah, I heard it in testimony uh, with the two whistleblowers. They call these investigations a product. Do you know why? People in the FBI get uh, compensated for their, uh, for their pursuit of these indictments. It's a product. It's a product they provide. Isn't that interesting? It's kind of interesting, ain't it? Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Carson. 
negotiator. Now at FEMAPerks.com, federal emergency management employees can name their own price. They can spend thousands at luxury hotels at the taxpayer's expense. Yes. While citizens of Maui are living in tents, gymnasiums, and churches, and barely <laughs> getting enough to eat. A thousand dollars a night for a uh. penthouse suite, Mr. FEMA? No problem. Three hundred and fifty for room service for one person? No Such a problem. deal. Yeah. Six grand for a private FEMA cocktail party? Book it, Dano. It's all at FEMAPerks.com. Shop, compare, steal. FEMA Perks <laughs> Negotiator. So that is uh, Jim Gossett who put that together. He wrote it and produced it this morning. In a half an hour, he's on the Newsmax hotline. My brother, what a week you've had. Thank you. This is William Shatner. I just saved 15% on car insurance, Rob. I left the scene of an accident. It's great to be on the Rob Carson Show. <laughs> How's things going in Atlanta? You know, he had the big, uh, the big indictment yesterday. That was pretty exciting. I know you're toward the end of the show. I didn't have time to produce this. This is like 40 seconds. Can I just give it to you? <laughs> Go! Oh, Johnny, I hear that plane a-coming to the ATL. They're trying to put Donald Trump through a living hell at the Fulton prison on charges that won't stick. They made him take a mugshot because they are quite sick. When oh, Fonny was a young girl, when Fonny was a young girl, her mama told her child, don't abuse your power, but this woman has gone wild. Called Trump to Fulton prison, should hang her head in shame, cause when the case is thrown out, she will deserve the blame. All right. Oh my goodness, dude! Uh, epic, epic, epic. Uh, Jim, you know, I, uh, I, we, we've had you've done a great job this week. Just, I mean, honestly, the the proliferation of stuff. You just, you, you never run out of material, bro. Is it? And and you know, I, I think I wrote you an email yesterday. I'm like, sometimes you you get into these creative kicks and you can't keep up with your brain, right? I know. I'm sitting there working on Tucker Carlson singing. <laughs> I got you, Trump. You know, uh, and then you sent me uh, uh, William Shatner Priceline Negotiator, and of course, uh, oh. you know, a rainy night in Georgia. Lord. Oh my God, oh, you're Brooke Benton this week. That was beautiful. Hey, that, hey, Jim, I, I I did that live last night. Okay, and gave you a point. oh. Now, Jim, what what can people do to uh, to uh, to help you out? Uh, you know, it's hard to be a conservative content uh, producer. I know you got a Patreon page, P A T R E O N at Jim Gossett. You've got jimgossettcomedy.com. dot uh, com. What's the number for people who want to keep come and see you live? Six seven eight eight two nine show. Six seven eight eight two nine show. I've got a couple of things in September that's on the Patreon page, or they can call that number. And I'm still praying to our God that I will be on stage with Rob Carson yep. before the end of 2023. I'm working That's on it. I'm begging. I, I'm just telling oh, you, I Jim. I know you and I will own it. You and I will blow it up. And and there's a possibility we have a we we have a thing coming up. And when we do, people will want to pay to get into this. I I know. Listen, Jim. I got to run, bro. An epic week. Your comedy I means so much. It does, bro. I tell you what, if if you can't if you can't get to Mercedes Benz Stadium, I'm pretty sure we can sell out the Fox Theater. Okay. All right. Well, let's work on it, brother. Have a glorious weekend. God bless you, and thank you for your enormous creativity. You really God make the show. And I'm going to tell you, I've worked with a lot of people, including some big people at the Rush Limbaugh program, and you make them all look like amateurs. I'm just going to tell you. All right, Jim. Take care of yourself. Let's take a break. Come back. Wrap things up. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
So that's going to do it for the uh, the week. Uh, have a glorious weekend. Check out my show, Rob Carson's What in the World this weekend, and laugh. We're winning, guys. We're winning. We're coming together to save America. Have a glorious weekend with your family. God bless you. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.